Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Conservative. What I don't like about Washington is they're very nice to your face, and then they take a shiv or a machete, and they stab it in your back. I'm a Wall Street guy, and I'm more of a front-stabbing person, and, and I'd rather tell people directly how I feel about them. Nobody talk about politics. Like, don't say anything, you know. A marriage that's been through it all. She has filed for divorce over his naked political ambition. These are the views of a couple in love. A couple with children. A couple with differing opinions and perspectives a couple that survives he's kind of like an impetuous guy in in many ways that's great in some ways it's tough when you're married what leads them back to each other communication conversation and a realistic outlook on the world we live in your hosts anthony and deirdre scaramucci this is mooch and the missus I always forget to turn on my mic. So, All right, so we have the conservative god on the line. Oh, my God. He's a conservative god. He's literally one of my <laughs> best friends. Hey, I'm telling you right now, Deirdre does not get second building here. It's not Mooch and the Misses. It's Deirdre and the Mooch. Uh, yeah, I there's no love, doubt about you know, that. No, that's you know that's going to be the main mind, change if is. they keep me on the well, show no, before they the blow my ass off it. Well, <laughs> All right, so we should probably introduce way, you. Everyone recognizes your voice because you have an yeah. internationally recognized voice. But Everybody refuses to call Sean Hannity. I had numerous conversations with Sean Hannity <laughs> at Fox, and Sean Hannity said... <laughs> Sean, oh, what everyone, did you say? Re- everyone recognizes that voice, Yo, too. Okay. But so, late- you know, there's a funny story behind that. So I'm in the middle of... That was in, I don't know, one of the debates. I think it was the one in Vegas. And yeah. all of a sudden, I'm in the middle of the press area, and that happens. And then, like, every eye in the room turned towards me, and I just waved and said, hi. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Awkward. Well, ladies and gentlemen, hey, what, what Sean Hannity from I, Long Island, New York. So That was but, a huge commercial for you, actually. But, 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 Sean, tell us a little bit about this odyssey for you, because, you know, obviously you're a legend in radio. You're a legend on television. You have the highest. Uh, in my own mind, maybe. But, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, <laughs> but you... I'll tell the story through the context. I'll make it more interesting in this sense. Is that when we first met, and I'll never forget it. I mean, I felt like every every best buddy, every best friend that I ever had in my life was you. And if, and we it turns out we had almost identical parallel lives, except you went to Harvard and I didn't. And uh, but we grew up very middle class, fifty by a hundred lot. Both you know, both Capricorns, up, both Capricorns. Yeah, that's bad for Deirdre. Um, <laughs> yes, and, you know. But we, you know, I was delivering papers when I was eight years old, washing dishes every Friday, Saturday, Sunday by hand uh, till two in the morning. I was a short order cook. I was a busboy, waiter, bartender. Uh, never really took a dime from my parents. Worked my way in and out of school. And I fell in love with radio, and I started working for free. And one day I got a job at $19,000 a year. And, you know, it's sort of like when I, when you come from grandparents like yours and what you write about in Blue Collar Trump and 
grandparents like mine that literally came from Ireland with 10 bucks in their pocket. And my dad grew up poor in Bed-Stuy. And my mom grew up poor in the South Bronx. This is the Scaramucci story, the Hannity story. This is the Deirdre story, I'm assuming. It is, yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, we're all really, really blessed. And we all stand on shoulders of really amazing, courageous people that their great dream really wasn't for them. Mm -hmm. Their great dream was that they could take it as far as they could, hand it off to their kids, and each generation would have a better life. And that's what makes America, you know, the greatest country on the face of this earth, because it is, you know, the land of opportunity. The best thing I like about what Donald Trump has done is eight years of Obama, 13 million more Americans end up on food stamps and eight million more in poverty. And two years under Trump, we have four and a half million new jobs and eight million fewer Americans on food stamps and in poverty. That, to me, is what matters, because he's helping out my grandfather and my father, who fought in World War II also when he was 19 years old. So tell Sean what you don't like about the president, baby. It's your well, podcast. No, I, it's Deirdre and Little Tiny Mooch. We'll call it Deirdre and Tiny Mooch. Now you sound like, uh, yeah. remember when Connie Chung was interviewing Newt Gingrich's wife? It's just between me and you. Just Yeah, yeah, like and, yeah exactly, viewers. Remember that? This is my first And, and it, rhy- it rhymed with witch, which he said, right? That was great. All right, but go ahead, baby. <laughs> go ahead, baby. Tell Sean. Okay, what no, you don't like about him. No, I don't need to say what I don't, say what I don't like no, 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 about no, no, him. Don't, don't, let, let me have it, and I'll listen. Me, yeah. No, listen. So this is the deal with me. I'm very balanced. I And that's the thing with Anthony. It just, he describes me as a liberal, but I'm not really a liberal. I've always worked, and I've, like you said, I've come from a family of immigrants. We've worked our ass off. And so... I'm not somebody who's like completely and totally, you know, out of out of the box and totally liberal. That's not me. What I don't like is just the whole um, the rhetoric and like the kind of the anger fueled um, stuff that he has to say. I totally on policy agree with him on many things. I just can't get with how he he communicates with everybody. Let, let me ask you a series of quick questions. Yes. This not, this, not Interview quick. me. I'm being interviewed by Sean Hannity. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. Do you like? Do you do you believe he has dramatically improved the economy? I do. Yes. Are Americans better off substantially? Financially, economically, I believe so. Yes. Do you think that his peace through strength, little rocket man, fire and fury, my red button works, um, rhetoric? Rocket Man. Brought, yeah, Rocket Man. <laughs> Little Rocket Man. Do you think that that, that strength brought about a, a chance for a denuclearized Korean peninsula? Yes. Yes. That's think, why. This is why I have such a hard time so with him. You, so I struggle with this man. Thing. You don't like his style. I don't like so his style. Case. I like his style. Okay. In a, in a personal setting, I think I like his style. You know, Anthony has some like ridiculous way about him too. Obviously I'm drawn to that sort of like, you know, idiocy and stuff. You like all of us crazy kids. <laughs> exactly. We're gonna win so much you may even get tired of winning. Right. And like, you'll say, please, please, it's too much winning. Right. I like the antics. I like that stuff, obviously. But I just I don't like the can I help you out with this? Yeah, go ahead. Because I'm trying not to, like, you know, offend you. No, no, no. I, I hear, listen, it's the number one thing that people that don't like Trump, they're happy the country's headed in the right direction. Every poll shows that. Uh, they don't like either the some of the tweeting 
Look, I'll be the yeah, first. Yeah, the tweeting is just a disaster. On, he needs to cut back on five percent of it. Yeah, it's a it's a great mechanism by which he can bypass the media. Here, uh, I here's totally the most agree. important thing, though. You know, everybody in my life that I have ever met, including your husband and you, mm-hmm. two great smart people. You know, really smart, creative people. Their blessing is often their curse, if that makes sense. Totally. So, yeah. So, mm-hmm. so what gives Donald Trump the ability to go to our NATO allies and negotiate billions of dollars in concessions or redo NAFTA with, and trade deals with Mexico and Canada and get concessions to help America's manufacturing, our farmers, our dairy guys, uh, the same qualities that say, I'm not going to let this guy fire any more missiles over Japan and threaten Guam and threaten the entire peninsula where maybe 30 million people, if he gets a nuclear weapon, could die in a single day. Mm-hmm. The same the same tough guy that is doing all of those things and boldly keeping his promises to deregulate and open up energy and fight for the border and give us the biggest tax cut in history and put judges that he promised on the bench, which had never happened in history before, a list of judges, that personality is not going to just, you know, the switch isn't going to go off just because he's fighting fake news and Jim Acosta. Right, like he's going to be the bulldozer in both situations. And so, listen, yeah. So, but when he's fighting for we, the people, Mm -hmm. we want that. Yeah, I do. Part of the price of that is every once in a while we got to roll our eyes and, so be it. Who cares? You're right. That's my attitude. You're right. So he's he's silenced me. No. I have nothing else to Come say. Come on. You, but, oh, my God. The, my God, you silenced Mrs. Mooch. This is unbelievable. <laughs> he just totally schooled me oh my God. on my he's own a, podcast. He's, he's, he's bit, oh, my God. He's bitch slapping Mrs. Mooch right on the podcast. I, ba- ba- he baby. did. He did. It's all right. Okay. I'm going to go babe. have my coffee. I'm going to no, let no, you guys no, no, talk. No, baby, baby. Wait, Sean wants to say something. I'll say this. I, I now know your husband. I love your husband. I re- honestly, I can look at him and I'm like, I just laugh. Oh, there's a bromance. Know, right. There's I, a bromance? Oh, the feeling's mutual. You know that? Yeah. You, you, uh, no, dude, not, you turned my book into a bestseller, so by the way. You may even get tired of winning. <laughs> yeah, make it tired of winning. Yeah. But here's the thing. Anthony has the same qualities as Trump. Well, I know. He also, uh, but, I tell him that all the time, and I'm you, like, you oh, think, my God. You think if John Kelly could fire Trump, he would fire him as quickly as he fired me, Sean? Uh, by the same no answer that could literally blow up Washington in 11 days <laughs> is also the guy that could build Skybridge Capital into the whatever, however billions of dollars that thing is worth. Right. Um, and he's the guy that also is the champion of his family to he'll go to war for anybody that ever comes near the people he loved. And I love that about him. That's the style I grew up in. Those are, those were always my best friends in life. Those are the people that I respect the most. They're the ones that work the hardest. And what makes them successful sometimes bubbles over into their personal lives and means they're a little imperfect. Mm-hmm. Right, so, so let's... The most genius people are so flawed personally. Oh, it's thanks, just baby. a fact. Wow. Now, there's the first. Sh- hey, Sean, that was the first heavy salvo into the mooch, okay, from the missus. Well, but- that's not saying much about no. my intelligence because no. I'm like so normal personally that I must be like Stunat okay. or something. Okay, hey, hey, Sean, there was there was one night, okay, where Bo Deedle had like a couple of his friends out, and this one guy 
wouldn't stop flirting with Deirdre. It would not stop, okay? And so I was like, I was polite like for the seventh time. And then I decided he needed an Italian baptism, right? So he on right. his way into the restroom, of course, I flushed his head in the toilet a few times, right? Oh and gosh. so we were dating at the time. Deirdre can say whatever she wants. <laughs> she was buku turned on by I that. I okay? never tell anyone what happened okay. after that. Okay. Right? Uh, yeah, no, it was it was good for oh, me. It was good. Hey, hey, Sean, it was good for <laughs> me after that, okay? I wasn't in the same bathroom. But no, let me, no, let me, no, let me, no. Let me just tell you we something, okay? She school. likes alpha men, okay? I was flushing this guy's head in the toilet about three or four times when he started to drown. I picked his head back up out of the toilet, but I asked him seven times not to do that, and he wouldn't listen. Seven is what, seven, you've gone, but I'll go up to somebody if it's a situation like that. I'll I'll be very respectful, sir. Sir, you're being disrespectful. I'm asking you nicely, please. <laughs> and then I'll go back again. The next time I go back, you're going to be on your ass. Oh, right, well, hundred percent. So mean, he gives him two times. No, I was he was he was spitting up the water from the toilet. But I, oh, I said, anyway, this is just a, a, a broader picture about your general personality. Right. Well, but the right. point is, is that George was buku attracted to that Sean. Okay, I'm just letting you know it was like a <laughs> well, caveman pulling. Well, obviously, always say to me, "Oh, I'm sure they say the same thing about you, Sean." Oh my God, you know he's so charming. I'm like, yeah. How do you think I ended up here with these two freaking kids? He's very charming, I know. We're, anyway. We're overgrown so, children. Is that what she's calling us? Yeah, yeah basically. Uh, look, I, I, I like that, look, I, I, obviously, we'd never hurt anybody. I have a, I train five days a week, really heavy, mixed martial arts. Serious, uh, Krav Maga, Kempo, Jiu-Jitsu, um, street fighting, situational fighting. You never want to ever raise your hands. I have found 99.9999% of the time, if you're respectful to people, they'll be respectful back. I agree. And if you get the occasional drunk that's a little out of control, you give them a little more latitude. Uh, and as long as they don't get in your space, I like to leave people alone. I'm pretty libertarian about people, their private life. And, you know, I have no qualms. If people want to have a good time, just don't get in a car and drive. See, this is, I like this side of you because everyone, nobody gets to hear any of this personal nonsense, right? So let's talk more about like yeah. fluff. What should we talk no, about? Let me, let me give a shout out to the well, Hannity family. I learned it all, Deirdre. I learned it all being a, you know, a bartender when I was 17 years old. Well, that's probably the best education you can get, yeah, right? You, you make money off really of really it. You send bar. yourself through school. You learn a lot in a bar. You really do. Let's, let's praise the Hannity family for a second, okay? So Sean has two academic stud nephews who have turned out oh. to be exceptional business people. So, Sean, give a little bit of the backstory here, and let's talk about this little deal that we worked on again. What is this, the blockchain? No, no, no. no, no. This, is this? this is this liquid process uh, engineering company in, Canada, in oh, Connecticut okay. that we bought into. okay, tell me about this. Okay. So, Sean, give her the well, backstory. Give me you the know, info. Academically, I'm probably the person. I, I refuse to take any money to, I, to go to college for my parents. They didn't have it. I knew they didn't have it. I didn't want them to beg and, and borrow to and put themselves in hock. I wanted to save one of them to save their money for retirement. So I had worked all my years, which allowed me to, you know, go to school. I went to Adelphi a year. I went to NYU, ran out of money. Then I went to work. Then I went back to school anyway. So I have, you know, a couple of older sisters, one older sister, my oldest had three kids. The oldest was a girl. She went to Notre Dame. And then medical school in Houston and now has her own practice. Uh, the oldest boy went to Yale and then went to Harvard Business School, where you went, Anthony. And the other one went to Princeton. And anyway, these guys got out of school. 
They didn't want to go through the rudder Wall Street, although they had done internships and they could have gone a more traditional route. But in their own way, uh, you've been a big inspiration in their lives. You were nice enough. I said, hey, would you talk to my two nephews? They, they think they can make a go of something here. And they wanted to run the plan by you. And you told me at the time you were pretty impressed. And it ended up uh, that they bought this business. How they ever got a, loans from a bank with no collateral was beyond my imagination. <laughs> but they convinced a Maybe lot of Maybe they told him that they them. were your nephews. No, I doubt no. it. That would actually that would have been a that would have stunted really that agree- agreement. Yeah, yeah, that would have killed that deal. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know, you know what? Anthony in fairness, because they never used advisor. that. Yeah. Yep. And Anthony, you, you read these this garbage more than I do. They send me these reports, but all I know is I pretty much have gotten most of my investment back. No, it's amazing. And it, the rest is just profit. And they did it in what two years? Yeah. So, so what they did was they were searching for a business. They had a private equity background from their internships and training. Mm-hmm. Sean introduced me to them. I'm like, dude, that Sean, I may suck as a White House communications director, but you know I'm halfway decent at evaluating talent, right? I mean, I was you and I were recruiting Bill Shine into that job. Isn't he oh, doing absolutely. a great job, right? So right. so I, I looked at these two kids, honey, and I said, okay, these guys know exactly what they're doing. Are you calling Sean, honey? Or no, I'm calling you, oh. honey. I'm looking over at you, baby. Okay. okay. I call Sean, honey, in our private time. I don't call him <laughs> honey on our podcast, okay? You guys have so, a bot back room in this place? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. No. So, we got a car outside. So, so, works just as so well. anyway, make a long story short, they buy this process engineering company at a very steep discount. They've got a 34% return on the capital unlevered. And so for our podcast listeners, that's just basically if I put a dollar into something, they're going to give me 34 cents back in my first year. So I'll get 100% of my capital out of the thing in three years. And then I'm taking upside and growth from there. And so that's what good investors do, the value of compounding. And so anyway, Sean and I put our money in this thing and hats off to these kids. And so this well, is the mom, thing about America. I need America. to understand, how do I... So what do you do to raise, first of all, I love when I hear that siblings team up and do something. That's amazing. Yeah. Like, I've, that's my like greatest wish in life is that our kids get along and our friends as adults. Oh, they will. Right? Yeah, listen, that happens. But You know, the, the best thing that I, I did it a little differently the, the way my older sister raised her kids. They, they were almost purely academic. Um, I wanted more of a mix of my son was a natural athlete. My daughter's a natural athlete. And so I, I went down the road. My son was a hockey player until he broke his leg. And I guess he was eight years old. <clears throat> so he missed the season. And then as soon as his leg healed, he just got on a tennis court and joined a league. And, you know, he started beating every kid he was playing. And somehow I got stuck in the tennis world. Mm-hmm. Um, and he became a tennis player and my daughter followed thereafter and long story short, he's now in his second year at Wake Forest last year for the first time in school history, they won the national championship. They won the ACC championship. They won the national indoor championship. I mean, the kid got four rings, the division one in, uh, in one year. And it's been the experience of his life. Uh, my daughter is now being recruited by, you know, a lot of really top schools in the country. She's a junior. Um, in eighth grade, she came in third in New York State, and she doesn't play that anymore because, you know, like I'm taking her to Memphis over Thanksgiving, and she plays all these big, huge national tournaments. And this summer she'll be playing international tournaments like my son did. So, so you tried uh, to mix, like, some 
yeah, uh, physical the, stuff with some the cerebral well, stuff. The thing is, they practice every day, mm-hmm. and then they got their school every day, and when they hit the pillow at night, they're dead. Oh, my God. That's so, the best. I know. Yeah, I try to it, even do that now with our little guys, you know? I try to exhaust them in any way yeah. possible. And then when uh, they have a good night's sleep. You try to do it with your older one sitting next to you. I mean, it's impossible. <laughs> yeah, he's I'm, crazy. He doesn't even need sleep. I don't need the Are you like that either. too? Yeah, I feel like you guys have that same composition. Yeah, I, I feel like I'm missing out on life if I'm sleeping. Right, I know. I, I always like look over at him. I'm dead asleep and he's like on his phone texting. He's reading a book. He's I know. crazy. Well, well, that's, listen, he's That's got, why you guys are infinitely smarter than most people roaming around. You know, you know what, Deirdre, I don't even think it's smart as much as driven and hardworking. I think, you know, you, you can true. learn any business. You, you can learn any business, but you, you have to have that internal drive that gets you up at four in the morning. In Anthony's case, you know, usually when I'm going to bed at four in the morning, mm-hmm. I've already prepped my day for the next day or at least a portion of it. And then, and then feel like I don't feel like I work every day. I'm on the air four hours a day, but I don't feel like I'm working four hours a day. But don't you feel like that's a huge gift? To be um, blessed with that every, kind of drive, I think it's a humongous, it's a curse and a blessing. But I think it's so much better than not having any motivation. You know what I mean? To have excess look, amounts of it is like something that I, I, I personally know. think is great. I always thought it was going to end any day. I always thought I was doing my last show. Boy, we really and are then, alike, man. I right, feel, so you I get feel your poverty. Hungry, you get the hunger, Sean. I feel poverty every day. How crazy is that, right? Uh, listen, I. If you really look closely at me, you know how I dress. I wear jeans, t-shirts, golf shirts. I don't. I don't have any jewelry. I have no expensive, crazy cars. Um, I do that because I just want to remember where I came from. Mm-hmm. And that's you know, my dad had the Timex watch. He didn't have a Rolex watch. And I just don't want to get time. caught up in the. Tra- now, meanwhile, you know, everybody else in my family has everything they want. I, I don't. Um, I just for my own personal use. I'm not that interested in stuff. I don't care. That's also a blessing. Yeah. On, I'm looking at Mooch with his um, diamond what, ruby water flag. What'd you say, hey, Sean? Hey, Sean, so she buys me this diamond encrusted flag. Joy Behar at The View says, what are those rhinestones? I said, hey, honey, I'm a nouveau riche Italian from Long Island. You think I'm wearing rhinestones? What the hell's wrong Ouch. with you? Right? I know. So what did I get, Deirdre, for Christmas? Let me tell you something. Yeah, what did you get for Christmas? I, I'm still working on it with her best friend, okay? And it'll be something magnificent. No, okay? you know what? I, right. I'm not sure what it's so going to be So corny. Yet. All I want for him from for Christmas is just some um, time without your phone. That's all I need. That's all you Put need? Put the phone down. How much time are you taking over Christmas? So we're actually going on a 10-day cruise to the Caribbean, and then I'm going to take a week off at Christmas, so... Um, you know, this is my time to take a little bit of a holiday, Sean. I've been, yeah, I've been, here. I've been blitzing, as you know. I was in, I was in uh, twenty six cities in eight weeks between the book, the media tour, Crazy. and raising money for Skybridge. You know, and so we're going to be doing well, our saw conference. Here's, here's the deal: you got while you're on the cruise, at least, mm-hmm. you know, just check your phone twice a day for fifteen minutes. That's it. All right, I'm going to try to do that. Crazy, he might jump off the boat. I'm going to try to do that as I'm like Gilligan, (laughs) as I'm I'm like Gilligan swimming for the island, where there's a satellite dish. Oh my god, I'm going to try to do that. No, the minute we get to a port, he'll be running to the to the place with the nearest Wi-Fi. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. 
That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. So before before I let you go, you did something in 2011 that was amazing on your show. I'm going to tell you the exact date. It was December 23rd, 2011. And you had a cutaway to President oh, Reagan. Yeah, we have remember it recorded. That, I have on it on our, the DVR. Yeah. Do you remember this, Sean? I don't know if you would remember. This is seven years ago, but you had a cutaway to President Reagan. He was in the White House giving his Christmas greeting from the desk in the Oval Office. Do you remember this? I remember the tape. I don't remember the exact words. But but my 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 point is, and the reason I'm bringing this up is that you and I grew up in the era of Reagan. And so for people that are our children's age that would only see him, you know, as a video or some hagiography from three decades, three and a half decades ago, what would you say about President Reagan to somebody? Your impression. Look, Reagan was the man for his time. I don't know. You know, I I really do believe that God has really blessed this country. And when you look at events unfolding in Europe and all over the world, and you, you, when you see tens and tens of thousands of people in a caravan, you know, marching for thousands of miles to get to the United States, you know, it should, as we now approach Thanksgiving, give us some pause to realize that we have been granted and, and given something that, that people don't know around the world, and that is the opportunities that America offers. And Reagan, I think, was it's one of the best in communicating America's goodness and America's greatness. Mm-hmm. And its greatness are its people. Its goodness is the principle of limited government and greater freedom and greater responsibility. And I think that, you know, we forget that a lot of people sacrificed a lot of blood toil, a lot of sweat, a lot of tears, a lot of limbs, their entire lives so that we could live free. And, you know, Reagan captured that. I, you know, even though maybe stylistically Donald Trump is, is more harder, he's harder, he's tougher, he's more confrontational, he's still implementing those same principles. He has deregulated more than any president ever in history, the lowest tax cuts in history. So these principles that Reagan really started, and I would say there's three waves of conservatism in my lifetime that we've witnessed. One is the Reagan Revolution. The other would be Newt Gingrich coming into power in 1994. And that was the first time Republicans had the Congress in 40 years. And now Donald Trump, after eight years of Obama, his values, his views, his governance are all conservative. And as I look at those three waves, every time we implement those certain principles, the American people, the one, you know, I always call them the forgotten men and women that nobody seems to care about, always start to end up doing better. And I don't think this is a zero-sum game. As you know with business, Anthony, you know, there's no limit to how big this pie can grow. There's not, you know, our success is not predicated on somebody else's uh, failing. And the heights to which anybody in this country can go is really going to be determined by 
how much drive they have in their own heart and soul to go out and create goods and services that people want, need, and desire, and how hard they're willing to work. And every American can find, you know, the Latin, I went to Catholic schools, but the Latin derivative from education means to bring forth from within. Well, that that's predicated on the idea that God made every man, woman, and child on this earth. Mm-hmm. And every one of us has some talent. And I believe that as part of our service in life and maturity in life, we've got to learn to serve other people. And while you're serving other people, you can be creating things that make their lives easier or services that you're providing that make their lives easier, but also puts a lot of money in their pocket and provides a livelihood for their families. It's like the perfect system. Everyone, everyone has always, for whatever reason, we always are, there's always this appeal of socialism that, well, we're going to take from them and we'll give to them and we'll all be equal. Well, that's going to take all the incentive of the guy you're taking from forever doing anything good again. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, and it doesn't put the responsibility on the shoulders of others to do their little part. It doesn't matter what you do. You know, if my, my mom was a prison guard, if you're a prison guard, be the best prison guard you can be. Mm-hmm. You know, my dad was family court probation. If you know you're going to do that, do the best you can do. You know, to help families in crisis. That um, was like do, last yeah. week we were in Europe, and it was like super poignant to me remember we went into this little square in a cafe in belgium and i felt so sad because literally it was like five o'clock it was freezing dark everyone's smoking you can't see through the smoke and they're sitting in this cafe eating whatever they're eating it felt like bleak socialism oh my That's god really what it felt it, i like. felt like i was in like i don't even know i felt like I, but it was just so like eye-opening to me that there was no energy there. Nobody cared to do anything. They were fine with they, what they were doing. And I looked over at Anthony and I said to him, what are these people going to go home and do tonight? Like, there's nothing to do. Like, nothing to look forward to. It's I, all I just the same. Yeah. I, I mean, I, Deirdre, what you're saying is profound. Think of it this way. If all three of us, I mean, you know, AAA type personalities, if, if something was, to, if our lives were upended and taken away from us, and you, you got up every day and you had no purpose. I, 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 it, it, that would be, to me, the worst punishment it's you like could ever a death have. Sent- it's a death sentence. You know what right. I mean? Yeah, it really is. But I feel like when people don't travel outside of this great country, they don't realize how absolutely awesome it is and how lucky we are. And I know that sounds so corny, but it's so true. You have to it go and see other places and then you realize, like, damn, we're like in the middle of like the best place ever. With so much opportunity, so. You ever watch Mike Rose show um, Dirty Jobs? Yes, yes. Isn't that, yeah, it's a great yeah. Show. <laughs> it's gross, um, but yeah, no, it's gross. But you know, you think about it. Every one of those jobs is a service that somebody does to make money to buy their house and their truck and and put their kids through school and put food on their table and get health, health insurance. Literally, there I is mean, something for everybody, like you said. Yeah. You know, and it, whatever you're going to do, do it and do it well. My dad always said, whatever you're doing, wherever you are, leave it the place or wh- whatever it is better than when you found it. And oh, absolutely. I totally agree with that. Like, you know, we have the opportunity. Like, to- like, for example, I'll give you a negotiating aspect of this. It's so obvious to anybody that listens to your podcast that, you are so superior 
than Anthony. You are the lead on this show. You know, so the oh only God. way this show is going to continue to succeed is if you're on it. And <laughs> if we're going to be really fair about it, you should get 90% of the revenue and Anthony should only get 10. Okay, well, I'm 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 good with that. Neil, can I hope you pick everyone's up, listening here. Can you here pick up my balls? Or they've rolled over there by the uh, <laughs> by the window. Can you pick them up? Oh, I don't I want, know what I said. I want to put them back on my remember. sack. Listen, Anthony's balls are so big they drag on the floor, so he doesn't oh need any. Oh, my God. <laughs> <Fred Flintstone> here. <laughs> exactly. Hey, Anthony, did you ever can't tell... can't say that to an Irish guy because you know they got the Irish curse going, baby. You oh, can't say that. Uh, it, that uh, it's all not true. It's a myth. <laughs> um, oh, God, did, you, did you ever hear the story about the president and how he'll refer to Anthony? No. Uh-oh. Anthony uh, refrains he, from telling me no, any stories. No, right, go ahead, Shawnee. So he has his... Amazing first press conference at the White House when he went there. Yeah, I didn't watch I, it. I oh my gosh, I watched, <laughs> she, was, she was mad I at me, Sean. Right. I watched the first one, and I'm like, "You crushed it." The only one. You it, it, there was a whole new energy vibe. It was like a, it was it was it was spectacular. Anyway, the eleven days go by. You blow up the place. All hell breaks loose. Um, and so the president. At one point, I remember seeing him with you, and he starts going, oh, there's not one Anthony. Most people have one personality. Not Anthony. There's two Anthonys. That's there's Harvard true. Anthony, and then there's Street Anthony. So and when true. I brought him over here, I wanted Harvard Anthony. And what does he do? He starts cursing everybody out. <laughs> street Anthony. Oh, the Street do? Anthony got the best of him. What, what do you, you know what, Sean? What you learn, though, is when you're an entrepreneur, you're building your own team. When you're meeting these idiots, you're like, okay, i got to get rid of these idiots. So I didn't handle it right. I admit it. I admit it in the book. But uh, I still admire the president, very loyal to his agenda, and I want to help him succeed, as I know you do. So, um, um, you know, you, 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 you've you been an amazing friend on so many different levels. Uh, so have you. Um, you're, but, you're, you're like family to me. But, but I'm going to tell I'm going to tell our listeners something that Sean Hannity does that they may or may not know. OK, what? is that, you know, how to share success. And of all of my friends that I've met in my life, you're the one that I, you're one of my first calls when something good is happening to me, Sean. Because I know you're Neil, the dude. Do you dude. have any love songs we could play I, in the no, back? Yeah, play, play a little bit of a love song. But, Just I know, you and the... But, but I know you're the dude that will cheer cheer me on. And I hope you feel I the same your, way about the Scaramucci's, man, because I, I love seeing all the stuff that you do. Why do I? Why would I ever want my friends to do badly? No, but some of these idiots are like that, Sean. You know, there's a lot of zero-sum game idiots in our lives, right? You've yeah. seen them in the media, <laughs> right? The Golden Girls. <laughs> Back They're again. on the fake news channel. Oh my god! <laughs> god Thank bless you. you. All right, we'll see you soon. All right, see, see you guys. See you soon, Bye-bye. Sean. Bye. Bye. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.